What is going on guys? My name is Mac and across from me virtually lifelong friend basketball connoisseur Garrett Howe and we actually have the man, the myth, the legend in practice today. We've got that boy president, owner, executive, chairman, vice okay. chairman. All right, all right, that's <laughs> fine. We're good. <laughs> of all you need to know, the show where you talk about everything, learn about nothing, Quinn Eaton. Yes. He's back. It's been thank you, thank you so much, Mac. It's been so long, man. It's been so long. How you been, Quinn? I've been good. I've been, of course, listening to this great uh, podcast, the Press Breaker Podcast. Um, you guys are doing a great job with it. Very consistent. I've liked the topics recently, and I think today's topic is going to be interesting. I mean, yes, you sir. might. I, I came in thinking that maybe we were just going to talk about the NBA, uh, you know, going on right now. So I'd actually done some research, but. I am all in on this now. I am now looking over uh, a draft sheet. Well, your research doesn't have to go to waste. If you've okay. got some good points, throw them at us. Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll hold off out. for a second. I'll let you guys go ahead and get started with everything. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. guys, this is the 29th episode. There he is. Of the Press Breaker podcast. Man, I was going to do something crazy, but Gert... It, it just clearly wasn't in the mood before we started the show. He was like, he was like, don't do any of that soundboard stuff. And I'm like, okay, dude. But like, I was gonna, I was gonna hit it with the press breaker podcast. Love it. But uh, <laughs> I actually like that. that <laughs> but you know, uh, I, I didn't. Yeah, dude. That I, on my stream deck, I have that labeled as Travis Scott. So, mm, okay. <laughs> so there that was go. my Travis Scott voice. But yeah, guys, sure 29th will. episode of the Press Breaker podcast. Um, so today, after, you know, we're going to talk shop about the NBA for probably a little bit here. And uh, before we get into that, Gert's going to ask me the trivia questions. You know, we've been doing the regular season kind of matchup between us with the uh, three trivia questions before each show. And then we're going to get in to redrafting one of the most controversial and maybe one of the most scattered when it comes to talent uh draft class that we've seen in recent nba history and that is the 2013 nba draft class headlined by cleveland cavaliers number one pick anthony bennett mm, the goat the got booted off a canadian league team so good he, he was too good for him he, he was too good he was like the thanos of the canadian basketball league absolutely um all right, you ready for these questions? Yeah, bro. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm number, going through, you know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Actually, before we start, can you remind everybody of the regular season standings? Uh, through however many weeks we've done this, I am 5-5 five and five after a tough 0-3 last week. Or was mm-hmm. it 1-2? 1-2. It was 1-2. Yeah, two. it was 1-2. And, and then Mac is 5-2. Is so... Is there anyone regulating uh, like the, the difficulty level of these questions? Because no. as I've listened, I've said, well, it seems like maybe this guy or the other guy is getting easier questions. No, we just kind of feel it out. I pretty much gotcha. like in the moment think about it. And when I look something up, I think, can Mac answer this? And if I think yes, then I ask. Yeah. Sometimes same. I'll give him a no. Mm. But uh, and this, okay. this one we'll might be one of the no's. Who was right. the Raptors? starting point guard for the 2009-2010 season? And I will accept two answers because I couldn't find a clear-cut one. Or one of two answers. Uh, is it not Jose Calderon? 
That is correct. Yeah, dude. Come on, bro. You uh, think I don't know? You might not. You think I don't know about Toronto Raptors basketball, man? Come on. You might be disrespectful to Jose Calderon. Don't get at nah, me like bro. that. Jose Calderon and Andre Bargnani were one of the best international duos. One of my favorite time. clips uh, from from Kyrie is when he said Jose Calderon used to bust him up all the time when he was a rookie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Also, other possible answer was Jared Jack. Didn't know who started because they both had uh, about the same kind of minutes and stuff. Yeah. Um. Next question. Who is the Lakers' starting point guard for the 2018-2019 season? Ooh, Lakers starting point guard. So we're looking at wait, 2018-2019. That would have been Lonzo Ball, right? Yep. Yes, sir. You got it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Last one. This is your gonna be your toughest one, I think. Unless you just have this on pocket all the time. What was the Raptors record for the 2016-2017 season? Oh my god. Oh my god. Um 2016-2017 season? Yeah, last time LeBron smacked him out of the playoffs. Just had to remind you of that. Man, for some reason 55 and 27 just sticks out to me, so I'm going to say that. That's not far off. It was uh, 51 and 31. Ah, man. Ooh. All right. Oh, dude, that yeah, that was a hard one, bro. I didn't expect you to come with that. Come with that. Ooh, I had to give you something good. a little tough. Yeah. See, I, I thought agree. that was the easier one. I kind of thought that one might just be one you had for some reason. You were just ready for it. Nah, man. The, the record, the overall record questions. You have to get it down to the game. Like, there's no leeway, right? Nope. If Mac would have gotten one game off. Wow. Okay. No. We we Very go impressive. straight at him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this is kind of payback because I gave him a Minnesota Timberwolves uh record question mm-hmm. last week. Yep. Uh, we were both decently close though. So. But I had the decency to do last year, so it was fresh on the brain. I wanted to give you a good Raptors year. So that's why yeah. I went there. Um all right, Quinn, what do you what do you got on your notes? What what'd you uh look up for? Right, the- right, right. So so uh my extensive notes and researching uh led me to this conclusion russell westbrook can i can i curse on this podcast yeah, yeah bro dude see look you all, all you gotta do all i gotta do is go like you mother uh, okay <laughs> well go ahead and get it ready because russell westbrook sucks yeah, we think I think we missed it on that one. But I've never seen I've never seen so many highlights of a man hitting the top side and bottom of the backboard. I, I watched the game the other night and it looks like he has forgotten to play basketball. Now I understand he's a little bit older, but at, at one point you have to just realize like, hey, maybe I'm not the dude anymore. And this whole Lakers experiment, I love how everybody's shocked that it didn't work because I remember talking to, I think, both of you guys before the season even started, and I was just saying to myself, this is this is not going to work. There's no way. I mean, it's nice to have all those players on one team, but it it, it was like you were stuck in, in 2012 trying to make a, a basketball <laughs> team. So after extensive research, I have concluded that Re- Russell Westbrook is not the guy, and I don't think that the Lakers have any trade value to fix that. Uh, with the upcoming trade deadline, which is what, like next week or something, or it was uh, nine, nine days, nine days away. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, they've so. got to they've got to really get in the lab in their front office and try to pull something out of their ass. I think, but I mean, I agree, man. Like, also, the Grizzlies probably the the most fun team to watch in the NBA. I've watched a couple of games this year. Oh yeah, it's not it's not one of those teams where they have a lot of standout guys. Of course, they have Jaw, but. It just, they just play as a as a unit. It reminds me of co- like a college basketball team the oh. way that they play. Speaking of that, um, Desmond Bain had a crazy stat line. This. He wears the number twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. And on February second, twenty twenty two, he sco- he shot twenty two point two percent from the field, recorded two assists, two steals, two blocks and two fouls, I believe. And he just had a bunch of twos in his stat the line. Game of the twos. Yeah, the and he wears 2-2 two, two on 2-2-22, two, two, and, you know, I just thought oh. that was that was crazy. Maybe it's Joss selling his teammates' souls for that Larry O'Brien, you know? I, I don't know. Jaws. Would that be considered saber ma- metrics? Is that one of those things? I have no clue what I, that I don't is. Know, I don't. I don't know what the what the term would be, but I think we get too wrapped up in stuff like that. I think it was just coincidental that all those numbers happened because then you'll see something on ESPN's Twitter and it's like, oh, it was hundred percent ESPN scores who thirty it. plus points. Yeah, and and it'll be like LeBron James always scores thirty plus points when there's a guy named Doug sitting in section one hundred and five. Yeah, and yeah, it has nothing yeah. to do with with yeah, anything yeah. with the game of basketball. Like, but LeBron anyways, scores eighteen and nine when he eats a bagel every Monday morning and. Mm. Uh, my my point on the numbers real quick i am sad kobe's passed away but all these accounts have ruined it for me because they always tweet about eights and 24s when it is so like it doesn't correlate they just like make stuff up just to talk about it and i think it, it gets on my nerves yeah people it's trying to get of, cloud like, off kobe's death is kind of crazy rest in peace like, kobe bean though it's annoying it gets on my nerves it's just the like mamba. the mamba uh the mamba. but to russell westbrook i still think he's solid but he like to your point a little bit about like not being the guy he literally doesn't know what he can't do anymore it's like he can't get into his head that he can't do anything in like outside of the pain at this point consistently and i think that's wild to be that unself-aware yeah. like, he's never been a great shooter no but he's gotten worse yeah it seems yeah. like there's a pretty steep regression with his shooting uh whenever you can't hit just the rim you he's hitting the side and the top of the backboard so and it's sad to see because, like, Russell Westbrook is, in my opinion, has had an elite NBA career. Like, absolutely. Like, Hall of Fame first ballot. He made triple-doubles normal. He he literally went from triple-doubles being, like, an ungodly milestone to just, like, oh, he dropped a triple-double. Congrats. You're good. You know, You know what I mean? Like... Before yeah. Russell Westbrook's time, if somebody had a triple double, people went crazy about it, and now that's just a cool, a cool stat line. Like that man, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook had forty. What was it? Forty eight triple doubles in one. Forty three triple doubles in one season. Yeah, an average one for yeah, average, average one for, for straight three seasons. Straight seasons, man. Like the dude is elite. I just think it goes back to Gad. Gert just kind of hit the nail on the head. He just doesn't know his own limits anymore, and like. It's sad because he always he's always played second fiddle until KD left, and they had that. What, what did he have? Two seasons in OKC alone. Uh, three, I think. Three. And that first one is when he won MVP, and they only they went like forty 
two or 41 and 41 and made the playoffs because he yes. hit that buzzer beater against the Nuggets. Yes, he hit the buzzer beater against the Nuggets to put them in the playoffs and push. And it was dude, and they pushed the Nuggets out of the playoffs. He hit a buzzer beater to put his team in the playoffs and push the team they were playing out of the playoffs. So rare that, that that happens. Yeah, that was so that was so crazy. And to cap it off, he hit that buzzer beater on the night where he got his 43rd triple-double of the season. Yep. So it's just like the span of three seasons he had was just straight legendary, but all this memeing about him and all this, you know, all this shit talk, I guess I should say, about his play style in L.A., which, I mean, to be fair, it's deserved, right? Like, he, he's not playing very well. He's bad. But he's still, I don't know if he's still, but... He, he has still had an elite career so far, and it's just yep. really sad because I'm a big Russell Westbrook guy, but it just it is. It's ugly to watch right now. What LeBron, though, is doing for the Lakers at his age is unbelievable. And then, yeah. of course, the other thing that I had written down is it's a tradition unlike any other for Anthony Davis to come back from injury, and then that game that he comes back from injury leave the game with another injury. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy either. Um, I don't know if the whole Lakers experiment, besides, I guess, the the bubble run that they had, has worked out as well as everybody thought it would. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really unfortunate. LeBron should not be doing what he's doing at this age. He shouldn't have to. Like, everybody, yeah, we all get it. He's LeBron. He can do it. He'll probably do it until he's 41. But he shouldn't have to do it. Yeah, that, that we mean you've talked about it, Mac. He went to the Lakers with AD and got AD there, so he wouldn't have to do what he's doing right now, and it is completely backfired. Like LeBron doesn't want to do this, even though he can. He wants to yeah. just cruise, average like twenty, probably nine and nine, and just chill. But he yeah. literally has to average thirty for them to maybe win a game, and they aren't even for sure winning, and he's doing that, which is even yeah. worse. I'll, I'll say it right now: LeBron to the Cavs at the trade deadline. Mm. Dude, imagine. Has there ever been a player of that stature get traded at the trade deadline instead of like traded in the offseason or something? Last I time think I can so. think about it is Shaq at the deadline, right? Shaq to the Cavs. Yeah, but he was old, right? Yeah, I mean, but he was old. But I mean, that's still like. It's just, just Shaq. Yeah, it's still Shaq, you know, one of the best players of all time. I believe but, one of the Zeller brothers was traded at the deadline. Oh, before, that's I true. Yeah, uh, Cody Zeller, twenty seventeen, got traded for two. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what I don't know what the hell he got traded for. Uh, and two, Quinn's point about the Grizzlies uh, playing like a college unit almost. Me and Mac talked about it a little bit last week. And another reason I think Jaws MVP, he, like it's something about him. He just brings them all together, and the chemistry he brings to the whole group, I think, is just unmatched. And I'm, I don't know. The more I watch him, and the more I keep up with stats, I think he's like lock MVP at this point. Ooh, I, I still don't think he's going to win MVP just because they don't give him they don't give him the respect that he needs. Oh, no, he won't, he deserves. but like, in my mind, he should be like the lock. I don't think it should be a conversation unless he just gets hurt or something anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, it's between him be... and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is putting on one of the craziest seasons I've ever seen uh, for a big man. He is... I watched the highlights of the 76ers game last night. He literally does what he wants at will. At any, at, yeah, at any point in time. And, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, Jaw's a beast. Desmond Bain's a beast. Dylan Brooks is a beast. Steven Adams is a beast. Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies team is just good, man. They just are. I hope I want Jaron Jackson to get like a. I feel like he's in a plateau, kind of. I hope he gets to like a. I feel like he yeah. can ha could be an All Star caliber player, but he's yeah. Just I think to go to right the next now. level, he needs to play the five consistently. I think yeah, the I five is that. where he will bully people and he will abuse people. Yep. yep. All right, on to the draft. 
on to the draft, man. We are, we redrafted, me and Gert did. Unfortunately, Quinn was not aware of the situation, so he did not. But I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has a draft sheet up. So he can yeah, at least, he can at least the, get familiar with the players. The, 20, the 2013 NBA draft, correct? Yes, Redrafting? Sir. Yep. Yep. Okay, yeah. I've, I've got a little bit of a list going, uh, but I'll just kind of follow along with what you guys are doing. Okay, so how we're going to do this is we are going to alternate. Um, we're really only going to spend time on the first, or like on the first 14, I'd say, probably the lottery picks. Yep. Um, and then we're going to, uh, we're just going to speed run the rest of the first round. And yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, and I, you know, I will say, I redrafted based on skill alone, not team needs at the time, because I, do not, I, I don't know what Charlotte needed in 2013. Yeah, I drafted just off like who I think is the best. I didn't look. I didn't look go into numbers or anything like that. Like I just went strict, like strictly off skill, like you said. Like yeah. I just went like who I thought. Uh, Quinn, I'll give you if Max cool with it. You know, give us the number one picks. I think we all know who it is, right? Give us uh, start us off. I've here. got, I've got the number one pick of the redrafting of the 2013 NBA draft being Giannis Antetokounmpo. To Kumbo. And there it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think that I, I mean I think that's everybody's universal number one pick if, here. If nobody if somebody doesn't put that down, they are just uh Yeah. I don't know. Two time uh, MVP or three time now. No, it's two time. It's two. Yeah, two time MVP, finals MVP. Um Champ. they're looking at I mean, they're looking good again, man. We talked about it either last week or a few weeks ago, but the Bucks are starting to look good again, man. The only thing that worries me about how they're playing right now is are they going to go back to how they were before they got Drew Holiday? That's where they yeah. just should go to the finals and then they just lose to somebody they shouldn't. Like, yeah. oh, like, because there's really not a team that's just like, like for sure better, I don't think, all the way around than the Bucks in the East. The Nets probably are the only team that really makes a case. Hey, and, or the I Bulls, tell you but, what, the yeah. Raptors are close, man. I, and like, I know, I know bias or whatever. Oh. But if Gary Trent Jr. can keep emerging as that, like, as the guy, he might he might be able to elevate him because that's all the Raptors need is just like a like a carry, like a guy above the rest of them. Uh, and yeah, we and thought that. it might be Pascal, we thought it might be Freddie, but it's looking like it might be GTJ, man. Uh, real quick, uh, Cam, a uh, friend of ours, Trailblazers fan, sent me Gary Trent's like last six game stats, or whatever, of him scoring thirty and hitting like mm-hmm. five plus threes every game, or whatever. I yeah. said sad boy hours. I was like, what a Oh, yep. what a miss. <laughs> I knew it, dude. When that trade went through, I was so happy. But uh, All right, uh if do you want to go with the second pick? I'll go with first. it. All right. All right. I I was a little on the fence about it. There's two guys I could have put here, but I decided to go with CJ McCollum at number two. Oh. I I know that there's another man that could be there and That's is crazy. deservedly so. But I decided I think CJ's really good. I think he's just kind of in a bad situation now. And we've talked about before, I think he needs to be a point guard and not a shooting guard at this point. So I think if some a team that needs a point guard could get him and kind of convert him to one, I think he'll really take a step up in this game. Mm. I think he's still got some room left to grow, as even as a 27 or 28-year-old, whatever he is. Okay. So, Well, I have to disagree. And I think, would it, would it help to let the audience know what position they were originally drafted to? Because I think that that would be kind of interesting to for people that don't have a draft sheet open right in front of them. Oh yeah, I don't have where they originally were drafted to. Um, okay. I've got it. So Giannis, okay. Giannis was originally fifteenth yep, to Milwaukee, I didn't know that. and then CJ McCollum was originally tenth 
to Portland. We've got him at, or I've got him at two. All right, Mac. Let's My number two. two pick is probably the most talked about player on the Press Breaker podcast, to be honest, because every mm-hmm. time his name comes up, we go into 10-minute tangents on him. I remember specifically when we were in Murray recording at that uh, that place that I've only been to once, kind of crazy, that loft place or whatever. I went into a five-minute tear about how his feet look like cement. Um, <laughs> but Rudy Gobert, man, I have him at number two. I mean, he's having he's having one hell of a season. Uh, he Absolutely. is really turning it up. And uh, defensive player of the year might be on the board for him. I don't know. Um, but Rudy Gobert, yeah, it's just to Orlando, which would be who they picked. Uh, seeing him in Orlando would have been kind of crazy. Uh, I don't think he would be near as good if he went to Orlando Mm-mm. because he had the, you know, he's had the talent around him in Utah to where he doesn't really have to worry about scoring, but he can and he does this season. He does score, which is the craziest part about it. But yeah, I mean Rudy Gobert too. I feel like that's a shoe in. It's an absolute lock. He but. was he was originally drafted twenty seventh, so that would probably be if we're just pulling people from the first round, that would be the biggest jump out of any of the players we'll talk about. Yeah, for sure. Probably, yeah. Uh, maybe not. I've got one that's going to be a massive jump. Oh yeah. Uh, me too. uh, to your, so I have Rudy at three, but to your point, he'd be good in Orlando now. I think with Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs, like having two guards oh, yeah. around him, like if he in the ball, but yeah. that'd be about what that'd be eight years into his career before it yeah. worked. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I have Rudy at three. Uh, and that might be just because, like, out of spite, pick because you know I love Rudy Gobert so much. He's one of my <laughs> favorite players in the entire league. Uh, no, that's that was my other player I had potentially going to two, but I decided to kind of throw him at three here. I think it's really close between him and CJ personally. Yeah, but. and I I I have CJ at three going to the Washington Wizards. Um, so there we go. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, you hit it on the head. I mean, he's been good for his entire career, but the thing is, he has not gotten better. He's averaged literally mm-hmm. around the same numbers his entire career. There has been no regression, no progression. It's just he's just kind of stale at this point, man. I feel like the CJ McCollum hype for me is just gone. Yeah, he's starting to get injured a lot more too now. So Yeah. That kind of puts a damper on things. All right. Number four. Man hasn't had a lot of shine recently, but he really looked like a yeah. lock for a, a lot of all stars for years to come. Victor Oladipo. Mm-hmm. The Same. man who really showed a lot. In Indiana, a good bit in OKC too, and just is fighting injuries off now. A lot of uh, leg stuff, and just can't he can't stay healthy now. So yeah, I agree. But. He was originally the number two pick, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Quinn? Yeah, he went. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I have Victor. I have him at four as well. You know, Vo. He looked promising on the Rockets until he got injured. He was promising on the OKC Thunder. They traded him. Um, he was promising on the Pacers. Uh, he's been around the league, man. He's been a journeyman, but now he's in yeah. Miami. And I think when he does come back, that will just put Miami over the edge. And I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if we saw Miami in the finals again. Absolutely. He's got to come back healthy, though, for sure. And I think that's probably what they're – he, he's not playing yet, right? I don't believe so. So what the, I would no, say what they're probably doing so. is wait until, like, the last month of the season and then probably start rolling him in. Unless he's, like – full-on hurt, can't practice or anything right now. I don't know the details of what's going on with him. I don't either. It's been so long. Yep. But uh, number five here, Dentist Schroeder. Yes, sir. That's who I have as well. Yes, sir. The point guard. Yes, sir. The 
the German man. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good start to his career on the Hawks. Loved the three-guard set he was a part of in OKC and had kind of a down year when he got to the Lakers last year. But I think he's playing pretty well for the Celtics this year. I like that piece for them, and I kind of hope they can keep him around because they need a point guard desperately. And just like a third piece to make like a big three. Not that Dennis is like a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown level, but yeah, they need but, somebody like him around. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's been good, man, and he minimizes his mistakes. That's the best yep. part about Dennis Schroeder. He is very good and not making mistakes. He might not be the flashiest player or the best player or get you the most meaningful buckets, but he's definitely not going to put you behind or put you in a hole, and that's what I love about Dennis Schroeder. Yep. Uh, where was he originally drafted, Quinn? Uh, Schroeder, he was drafted 17th. There you go. I thought he was yep. still fresh around, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, that was the Jeff Teague's old replacement right there. Yes, sir. Um, number six. This one's probably going to throw you guys for a curveball. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I've got the strongest man in the NBA, Stephen uh, Adams, at number six. I brought him I up. Uh, I just, I don't know. This is where it started getting really tough for me because a lot of these guys just are role players now. Like, that's what we're getting into. Yeah. So it's really hard for, it was really hard for me to kind of dissect who I thought was better. I just went with Big Steve just because, you know, the worst he's going to average is eight and eight, right? I mean, yeah, that's the worst you're going to get. And he, I mean, I feel like he plays, a, it's like a meaningful eight and eight though. I feel like he is such a big body. And he's a very, like he's a very intelligent center as well. So yeah. I think he just adds a lot of value to a team, especially a playoff caliber team. Intimidating too. Imagine yes. trying to drive Terrifying. in and score yeah. on a imagine, guy that looks like a caveman. Yeah, imagine trying to drive in and score on Aquaman. Like that's just not gonna happen. Real. But it, I it, had oh. somebody else at number six to the New Already? Orleans Hornets. I have Nerlens Noel. Ooh. And I have him over Stephen Adams because I think Stephen Adams is just—he's just there, right? Like you said, yep. he's gonna average eight and eight. They might be meaningful, but there's no flash to his game. There's no distinction between him and any other, you know, college center. Nerlens Noel is super athletic, super good on the defensive end, can get up and block shots, and he can run out in transition way faster than a lot of other centers can. And I just think Nerlens Noel play style and what he brings to the teams that he's on, it's invaluable. Is that when you can't put up? can't put a value to it invaluable yeah what he brings to the team is invaluable and i'm just really high on nerland's noel because he just does everything right yeah i like nerland's a lot i just think he hasn't done enough for me yet and he's kind of far not kind of far he's he's down my draft but he's still in so um at number seven tim hardaway jr who has made quite a name for himself as really probably the main bench guy in Dallas the last few years. Average consistently 12 to 15 points a game. Shoots yep. well. And for a while, he kind of looked like he might get phased out of the league. Wasn't He was okay in New York at the start of his career, but then he went downhill for a little while. But I think yep. he's finally cemented his role. He's got his shooting back, his touch. So I think he's, I think he's here to stay. Yeah, I agree. Um, so our picks are, my, our picks are probably going to be like stair-stepped for a long way because I threw New Orleans Noel so high and you have him so low. So mine, my number seven is Steven Adams, and I'm just going to say mm-hmm. now my number eight is Tim Hardaway Jr. So yep. it's probably, it's probably going to be really confusing and just stair-stepped. But, yeah, I had, I had Steven Adams at number seven. Um, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's meaningful. 
he might not average the most stats in the world, but he's efficient and he's meaningful on the court. So, I mean, still a top 10 pick in this redraft. So, yep. you know, shout out to him. Good talent. Uh, number eight, the man who I held a grudge against a long time because he lost me <laughs> the chance at a lot of money. Um, Contavious Caldwell Pope. The man who played home games with an ankle bracelet on. Yes, sir. Uh, alpha male one of the, the biggest alpha male move in the NBA history. Don't care who you are. Um, but yeah, he had a solid start to his career in the Pistons, and then kind of same with him, Hardaway kind of lost his footing for a little bit, but now he's solid, playing well for the Wizards. He's not the greatest starting two guard, but he can definitely play the starting two. I feel I would yeah. say he's probably better off the bench. He's been, but... Yeah, he's been doing well in Washington, I will say. Yep. But so he, was, he was solid for the Lakers. I yep. think a lot of people didn't really realize how much he contributed, at least offensively, to their lineup because now you've got Russell Westbrook up there <laughs> trying to throw stuff off off of different oh. parts of the backboard. I think he <laughs> almost is like trying to hit every single part of the backboard. It seems yeah, like during a period. He's trying to hit every square inch of the backboard, like man. Impressive yes. stats. Um, but my number eight is Tim Hardaway Jr. And I'll be honest. KCP has kind of slipped on my list. He's not. He's not. He's not very close. Um, I get that. I get that. But yeah, number eight, Tim Hardaway Jr. And I mean, you're explaining these players perfectly before, so I don't really. He went from being a super, you know, athletic, explosive guard, you know, that could get to the rim and you know maybe tomahawk on you, but now he's just kind of playing more of a passive role. He's playing more of a spot up, and I think it suits him a lot better. Yeah, he's been shooting really well the last few years. Um, number nine, Cody Zeller. Ooh. I used to think he was just a waste of space, but then I really actually started looking at his numbers, and especially the last couple of years in, Char- in Charlotte. Obviously, he's in, on the Trailblazers now. Um, but he really meant a lot to that team, I think. Um, I agree. And he he's a Steven Adams guy, right? He just plays his role. He does what you need him to do, and he's just a, I don't know, he's just, I just like the way he plays. Yeah. Prototypical center at this point. My number nine is actually Otto Porter Jr. Mm. You know, the guy that was always two years away from being two years away. And, I mean, at the end of the day, he still averages good numbers, right? He still averages, you know, if I had to guess, he's probably averaging like 14 five and three or something like that and uh you know i don't watch him a lot i don't pay attention to him a lot but i see highlights you know and the man can still play he can still play basketball he's not averaging the 25 7 and 7 that everybody thought he was going to but he's still meaningful he's still a good basketball player yep um i or auto is uh He's like one of the most inconsistent role players, I feel like, in the NBA. Like, some nights I'll go look and he scores 15, 16 and shoots decently well from the field. And then the next night he scores two points and shoots like one of nine. Yeah. Like he's just, he's so up and down. I think that's his problem. Like, I think that's why he's not where, not even, that's where he's not really even close to what everybody thought he would be. He just can't keep it going. I, I don't yeah. feel like. Um, Quick number note 10. On, the, on the Zeller uh, pick for, what'd you say, number nine? Yeah. Yeah. So I was recently driving through Indiana um, and drove past the Zeller's hometown of Washington, Indiana, and they have a huge-ass sign. And it's like, they're so proud that the Zellers are from there. And I thought it was hilarious. Because, I mean, I, of course they're good, but 
It's like it's the sign was as if LeBron James was from Washington, <laughs> Indiana. And it's just, <laughs> it's hey. just Tyler and Cody Zeller. Don't they have a third that's brother? Yes, they uh, do. Yeah. Ben. I'll look it up. No, that's Ben Hansborough. Sorry, not Ben Zeller. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, don't get the Hansboroughs. And then what's the other brothers that are the Plumleys? Plumleys. Plumleys, which actually one of them is in this draft class. Absolutely. Coincidentally. Um, no. Luke, My number. Luke Zeller. Luke, yeah. Tyler and Cody. Where did Luke go to school? Uh, I don't know where he went to school at, but I know for a fact he was in the D League for like a year. Yep. He was close. He he's essentially like the third Plumley brother. He's, he he's good enough to be in the, good enough to be in the G League D League at the time, but not not good enough to make it to the League League. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, that's not true, Garrett. Because in 2012, he played for the Suns. He played in 16 games, averaged 3.6 minutes and 1.2 points. At a boy. So at a boy. Uh, you should probably take that back. Hey, that's a part 36 of 12 points a game. Oh, that's all I'm saying. I stick to my I stick to my stance. Um, all right, number 10, the counterpart, Tim Hardaway Jr. in college, Trey Burke. Ooh. This could be kind of high for some people, but I still think Ooh. Trey Burke could eventually, like, could be a starter, but it's, I don't know, I feel like he fits oh, a real well. the kid's 30 now. He ain't starting. I mean, you don't know. He maybe could. He's he good just, off the bench. He's like Jordan Clarkson, he is. man. He, he he's is. very good Jordan off the Clarkson bench. Jordan Clarkson is crazy off the bench, which is wild to me. Me and Quinn saw Jordan Clarkson when he was a rookie score 25 points on the Grizzlies. We did. We went to see Kobe, and then Kobe didn't play. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Um, uh, another, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, another rest in peace, real quick uh, instance where me and Quinn would see some, something happen. We went to, Russell, went to the Grizzlies' Thunder game when Russell Westbrook was doing his first triple-double year. Had 21 points, six turnovers, and fouled out early in the third quarter. Uh, <laughs> that's unlucky, and, man. But then Troy, Troy Daniels hit five threes in the span of like a minute and a half. So that boy threes. Troy Daniels, rip Troy Daniels. He's not dead. He just in the he just didn't leaked. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Trey Burke's my ten. My number ten is Cody Zeller, and you know, go. like like you said, I mean, he was very he was very good for Charlotte those past few years. Haven't really been keeping up with him in Portland, but I can assume he's doing good things. Um, considering Nurkic is pretty much always out with an injury mm-hmm. and you know that sucks for Nurkic but it's good that they have options you know it's good that they have backup plans my number 10 strictly because I used to use him on NBA 2k all the time you're about to say Kelly Olenek no no no, no. Oh. Sergey Karasev oh okay no. <laughs> okay okay who did he, he was, play for he, he played for the jazz right automatic uh he he, he he was drafted by Cleveland yeah, Ooh. I get Sergey Karasev and Alexi Shved mixed up in my head. Alexi Shved, oh my god, I haven't heard that name in years. That's what just a, a memory. Me. Yeah, that was a memory of me just unlocked. Um, number eleven, you just said his name, Mac, the big man Kelly Olynyk. Yep, that's who I have as well. Uh, for some reason, decided to go to Detroit. What a power move. <laughs> uh, what what a power move i mean they gave him a good amount of money that probably a lot of teams wouldn't and he probably thought maybe i can carve myself out as a star but he's not a star so yeah solid player but i think kelly olenic is where he's going to be for the rest of his career as far as talent wise and oh yeah numbers. which i mean it's nothing to sneeze at he's a good player no, he's also it is 
I love thinking back to Kelly Olenek in the 2019 bubble finals where he just had a clip for no Bro, reason. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and he was, was so athletic, dude. He was moving around the court like he was Curry. It was crazy. It was wild to watch. Mm. So, yeah, you, oh, yeah, you said you had Kelly at 11 as well, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, I, my 12, I have Otto Porter Jr., same kind of points I raised. Uh, he just isn't consistent enough for me. I think he does have talent. But like I said, I just he can't put it all the way together. He could his first couple years in Washington when John Wall and Bradley Beal were there, and that's probably because John Wall and Bradley Beal were there. He had him <laughs> essentially yeah. not Bradley Beal in his prime, but John Wall was like as good he like as John good as any point guard the, in the league. One of the best point guards in the league, yeah. Yeah, was averaging like double digit assists for multiple years in a row was crazy. But yeah, and yeah. Then he threw up gang signs on World Star Hip Hop, and, and everything then his, and then went his down. Legs down. fell apart. Yep. Yeah. Um, my number uh, twelve is actually KCP. And mm-hmm. it's pretty much exactly what you said about Otto Porter Jr. I like him. He just can't put it all together. Um, yep. But his time in Washington has been meaningful, along with Kyle Kuzma. I think they've landed in the perfect spot for themselves. And Kyle Kuzma had himself a game last night. I think he had 34 points in the game-winning block on Joel Embiid. Mm. Bro, he's he's been putting up 30 quite a bit in Washington. Yeah. yeah. Brad Bradley Bill... Every time I look at the box score, he has a terrible game, but he's still averaging like 23. I think that, that just like messes with me every time because every time I look at the box score, he never scores 20. Yeah. But um, number 13, Mason Plumley. Wow. Plum Dog Millionaire. Plum Dog Millionaire. Wow. Uh, same kind of thing as Cody Zeller. Just big, big man, scores a little bit. Matters on the rebounding side, decent defense, just kind of plays his role. There's kind of a lot of centers like that in this draft outside of Gobert. They're going to average close to 10 and 10, but they're never going to really be a star or anything. So, my um, number 13 is way different. And I'm just going to tell you, I've made some plumbly all the way down at 18th. Okay. Um, my number 13 is the last incarnation of Matisse Thibel, and that is Andre Roberson. Mm-hmm. Um, I, everybody knows if you've been watching this podcast, I value defense. I love defense. And that's exactly what Andre Roberson brings. Don't ask him to shoot the ball because it's not going to go in, but the man can just play defense. He can guard one through five and he might not be leagued anymore, but I think that was downright disrespectful. I think he could, I think he could be a bench player, a bench piece on any NBA team. Uh, he's just got the clamps. He, he is an elite level defender and oh. I like that about him a lot. Absolutely, and he's my 14, and I kind of put him down because he's not leagued anymore, even though I agree with you he should be. And uh, to your point about shooting, the closest he's got to shooting is when he finally came back for that one game in OKC after like two years out and hit two threes in the big moment to win them the game. Yeah. Uh, that's that's like my last memory. I think that's probably everybody's yeah. last memory of Andre Roberts. I don't think he's played since then. But again, I think there's a lot of playoff teams that could use his services defensively right now. But yeah, I guess I guess it's it makes sense though because it's to a point where you have to be defense and offense, and he just doesn't have the offense. Yeah, and so he's probably phased and out. And he dated Rachel Demita, and like, sheesh, w. that's a W. That is a W it's life. A w. You're in the NBA and dated Rachel Demita. Sheesh. All right, who's your 14, dude? My 14 is Trey Burke. Ooh, I like hey, it. Yeah, he's that boy. Uh, rounded out the lottery. He got the last lottery pick. And, yeah, I mean, awesome bench piece. He reminds me of Jordan Clarkson. Uh, 
he kind of reminds me of this generation's Allen Iverson, just the way he shoots the ball, the way he ball yeah. handles, the way he works the floor. Obviously, it's not to the it's not to the degree that Allen yeah, Iverson did it, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a sharpshooter, he's a playmaker, he can slash, he can finish at the rim, he can he can do everything. He can't play defense though. I will say that he he can't really play defense. But you know, he's, you're a you're a spark plug off the bench. You don't have to play defense. Yeah, he's a little small. But I forgot to say this earlier about Dennis Schroeder because he's all small. He's not a bad defender for as small as he is. I meant to say that yes. earlier. Forgot yeah, about it. I agree. That's a backtrack. Uh, but. I'm going to go ahead and say my 15th pick. You don't have to say yours, uh, and then we can get into just like the rest of it. Nerlens Noel is my 15. Just like I feel like he could do more. I feel like he has, I feel like he still has a decent ceiling left, and I wish he would get there, but I feel like he needs to be almost on a team where they need him to start, right? Like I yeah. think he needs the minutes to work to work to that. And I don't think he's going to get that in New York, but yeah. I probably feel like he doesn't really care about that anymore. He's almost 30 if he's not 30 already. So. Yeah. My number 15 is uh and you know after this we can kind of start picking up the pace a little bit when we go through these picks because we're already 41 minutes in um i've got reggie bullock someone mm-hmm. who is i think super underrated yep. on their team uh i know he plays for a team i can't think for the life of me who it Mavs. is it's the Ma- okay it is the, Mavs. the Knicks last year yes yes and is it he pronounced was- bullock yes it's bullock wow i was um, saying bullock me too but uh, something every day. but yeah, Reggie Bullock is uh, you know, yeah, he, he's pretty good. You know, uh, off the bench, you know, he's a marksman. Um, he can play make, and he's just there to get you your eight or ten that you need from a guy. And you know, he lets Luca go to work, and he lets Jalen yep. Brunson go to work. Which, by the way, Jalen Brunson did indeed go to work last night. Uh, yep. Watch the highlights of that game. That was crazy. Luca had forty in the loss. Feels bad, man. But uh. But yeah, Reggie Bullock, I think, had nine points in the first quarter. I think he Sounds finished. Right. He, I think he finished with like thirteen or fifteen or something. But yeah, he's just when he's hot, he's hot. He reminds me of Shane Battier or like Mike Miller or something like that. Uh, yeah, Reggie for me felt I put him at eighteen. But in college, I was gonna say Reggie was looked like a coming to the NBA and score thirty a night kind of guy. I mean, yes, sir. UNC. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, so what do you want to do? I can just like go through sixteen to thirty real quick. And then you can do the same, or do you? Yeah, that's fine with me. That's fine. All right, all right. Starting at sixteen, Tony Snell, seventeen. I've got Mike Muscala, which that's my biggest jump because I think he was in like the forties. Yeah. yeah, he was forty-four. The rest of these guys don't even really play in the league anymore, so I thought he deserved the jump. Oh, dude, you missed somebody then. I think Ooh. you missed somebody. Oh, uh, well, I'll keep going. Eighteen, Reggie Bullock. Uh, nineteen, Solomon Hill. Uh, twenty, Michael Carter Williams. Twenty-one, Ben McLemore. 22, Alex Lynn, 23, Gorgie Jang, 24, James Ennis III, 25, Shabazz Muhammad, 26, Alan Crabb, 27, Ray McCollum, uh, 28, Anthony Bennett. Had to make sure he went to the first round because I texted Mac this earlier. I think that if Anthony Bennett went to like a winning team, he may have actually cemented a spot in the league as a role player, and that's probably all he would have been. You you just had too much pressure on him. Uh, 29, Archie Goodwin. And then 30, Sergey Karasev. Bro, you have disrespected. You have disrespected the net, bro. Raul Neto, man. Bro, oh. Raul Neto, he is leagued right now. He went off the other night for like 18 points. I honestly checked that list so many times, and I don't remember seeing his name. 
Oh man, at yeah, Raul Neto. So that, yeah, that's that's a shot at me right there. That's my bad. I looked so many times and kept thinking of people I've missed that were actually in the league still. Oh, to go man. ahead and and break up. Uh, of course, Garrett's last fifteen or whatever, and Max last fifteen. I will say the worst pick of the twenty thirteen NBA draft either round. At number forty-eight, Ryan Kelly from Duke to Los Angeles. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, man yeah. was trash. I agree. I agree, man. Ryan Kelly. But it is cool to see some of these names because, of course, Isaiah Cannon from Murray State uh, yep, got sir. drafted thirty-fourth. Uh, you mentioned Gorgie Zhang from Louisville, go Cards, and then also Peyton Siva yep. went yes, fifty-six to Detroit. I was, yeah, I was one to put Peyton Siva in there because I was high on Peyton Siva, but he just his, his game uh, did not translate. His biggest NBA uh, career highlight was whenever I used him on NBA 2K and dropped 34 points on Garrett. Shut up. <laughs> he was like a 65 when he did it, too. Oh, uh. man. All right, so going through my uh, post-lottery picks, uh, we'll start at 15. We already went over that. I have Reggie Bullock. Number 16, I have Raul Neto. Straight disrespected by Garrett. That's crazy. Number 17, I had Mike Muscala, uh, who actually is, is a good player. I like him. Uh, 18, Mason Plumley, 19, Michael Carter-Williams. Him and Victor Oladipo, I just want to say this real quick, had one of the best duels of my entire life that I've seen. Yep. They that was opening both, night, too, right? That was opening night. It was 76ers versus Orlando, I believe. Was yep. that the team? Yeah. And um, they both almost had quadruple doubles against each other. It, it was absolutely crazy. One of the best games I've ever seen. Number 20, Alex Len. Do it for my sons like Alex Len. Shout out Nelzo. He's a good artist. Number 21, Gorgie Jang. Number 22, James Ennis. Number 23, Solomon Hill. Number 24, Tony Snell, King of the Zeros. Number 25, Alan Crabb, Gert's favorite player on 2K16. All right. Number 26, Isaiah Cannon, my favorite player on 2K14. Number 27, Ray McCollum. Welcome. Number 28, Shabazz Muhammad. Number 29, Lucas Noguera. Shout out to him. Brazilian legend, Toronto legend. And number 30, Anthony Bennett. Biggest jump on my draft from 1 to 30. Yep. Not the good jump either. Not the good jump. Not not the good jump. Uh, While we're kind of talking about a little bit of 2K stuff, just a little fun here to kind of end it out. Who is your favorite 2K player ever to use that's below an 80? Because I can give mine. Oh, man. Malachi Richardson when he yes, was on sir. the Kings. Yep, I knew it. Overall. I knew that was I could coming. Score, I could score 40 with him at any time I wanted when he was that 69 overall on the Kings. Um, I've got two. I've got two players. I don't know if this the first one was over an 80 at any point, but I don't think he was. Matt Barnes. You were so <laughs> then Matt the, Barnes. And then the other one would be Ursan Ilyasova. Bro, he was so good. He was so good in the in those like mid two thousand or mid twenty tens two Ks. Oh man, he was so good. I've got two as well. I can't remember what two K it was on, but when Mirza Toledovic played on the Brooklyn Nets, I was lights out with him in the corner. Drive with Darren Williams, kick out to Mirza. Ooh, it was good. And then also Jordan Farmar when he oh. was on the Lakers. Oh, and then I have a third actually. Sorry. Luke Babbitt. Oh, oh man. no. <laughs> Bro, my Luke Babbitt. He might Babbitt be the grossest game. player to ever play in the NBA. My Luke Babbitt game was crazy. Hmm. But yeah. But, I like the redraft. Yeah, the, the, the redraft was fun. Yeah, the redraft was fun. And uh, of course, you know, shout out to Quinn for making it. 
it's always a joy having him in the booth with us in the studio. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it in the press box. Um, we currently have about an inch of ice covering the roads along with probably, I'd say, like an inch and a half, two inches of snow, something like that. Nothing crazy. But the roads are very vicious out there. Um, hopefully my power doesn't go out while I'm uploading this, but it should only take like two minutes to upload. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, but anyway, guys, yeah, we appreciate you tuning into the Press Breaker podcast. Episode 29. I don't know what we're going to do next week for the big 3 0. I don't know if we have anything planned. Yeah, we can figure something out. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, Quinn. Uh, Follow us on the socials at press underscore breaker. Um, It's a good time. Uh, Merch is in the uh, merch, the link to the merch is in our Twitter bio. And yeah, guys, like the podcast, favorite the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you do on whatever platform you're watching on. Hit that heart, hit that favorite, hit that subscribe. I don't care, dude. Just just do something. Just, just listen to it. Yeah, just listen to us, man. Listen to us every Friday, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern. This has been the Press Breaker Podcast. Stay safe, guys. We'll see you next week.